That'd be funny, actually, for an intro. Be like, testing, testing, cool. test. So for those of you that tuned in for the first episode, you've now seen we've upgraded to a nicer mic. Uh, I think some of the initial comments that we got about how we can improve the video was by trying to make the audio quality a bit better. So this is what we're going to start with, but hopefully we'll have something slightly better in the future. So um, welcome to the second episode of Free Speech. We want this to serve as an open conversation between people to really discuss the ideas that are the most impactful in everyone's lives. And today we're going to be talking about the future. The future. The future. I just finished reading a book called The Fourth Age, and it was talking about how technology has been coming, and honestly a lot of people are scared that their jobs are going to get taken. Because artificial intelligence is in our world right now, and we hear that every single trucker is going to lose his job in a couple of years when self-driving trucks are on the road. So what do, self, what do truckers do right now to prepare themselves for that time? Classes online are currently continuing to be more and more popular. Do we have to worry about the change in teaching? Are we going to lose teachers? How do we prepare ourselves for job loss? So the first thing that I think is that technology has been impacting our world for a really long time, and a lot of people think that it's just a recent trend. But the first techn technology, just in general, is just the thing that makes humans' lives easier. Is it something that it makes humans' lives easier or it increases productivity in some way, right? Yeah. More, more probably on the increases productivity. It makes things that used to take a series of steps take less steps. Like fire made food production go from like a multi-step process down to just you can just cook it and eat it. And then you, you, have, you can now eat meat. Your body doesn't need to do that kind of processing. And now, then you have a wheel. And like, how do I move this massive thing from one point to another and build a building? Oh, sure. I move a tree. Okay, well now you have a wheel so you can do it much easier. Okay, how, how do I create a business that drives me to work, grows my food, sells t-shirts online, and then also flies people around the world in VIP class? And I mean, I definitely know that computers have obviously replaced a lot of jobs, but created even more. And so that's evident of what AI could be like the argument against that, and obviously it's a discussion between whether it's artificial intelligence or machine learning, what you're actually talking about, but what will be the implications of that being a massive part of everybody's life? So what do you think about the fact that, one, one thing I read is that in the future, more and more humans are going to be vegetarian and vegan. As we figure out how to produce meats that not only provide all of the nutrition that current meats provide, but they also taste the same, they bleed the same, but they were grown in a factory. What's the and then in the future, the difference is an animal didn't have to die in order for it to be produced. So we don't need to have hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many cows we use, but I know that cows and livestock, one, take a lot more energy than plants to grow. Sure. Two, they put off more waste into our environment. I mean, is, it's got to be bad energy. Like, there's no way that what we're doing right now with animals could possibly be good for the world. In multiple ways. Both in like... Like, if you imagine an alien species coming to Earth and the first place that they go is a Tyson chicken factory. I probably can't say that, so we're going to have to blur it out. Uh, a chicken factory, 
and <laughs> I think I might have to restart that. I don't think I can say Honestly, I think the more you link it to what actually exists in the world, keeping it modern makes people actually have attention. Like when so you, I should say When you say pop culture, and you, yeah, I think you should leave it as Tyson. So if you're an alien and you come to Earth and the first place that you find yourself is a Tyson chicken factory, what would be your perspective on the way that things happen on that planet? You'd see a lot of beings in a really close proximity, and then you'd see a couple of gatekeepers walking around and making sure that there's, like, they wouldn't care about their screams, they wouldn't try to make their lives any easier, just watched around and observed them. It would be like a zoo almost. What's the difference between that and what has recently happened in the last 200 years with the human population? There's definitely a lot of parallels there. Having to fit people in smaller amounts of space to try to get the same job, like hundreds of years ago, we didn't confine chickens like that because we had more space. But now we're trying to do more with less space, putting chickens. Right now we see that in our livestock. But yeah, bringing it forward, humans having to live closer and closer together. Exactly. Having to share spaces more. And it's and not necessarily, it's, yeah, and it's simply as a result of the amount of space that we have. It's not as if there is some malicious intention behind why this is happening, other than the fact that we have a lot of people on this planet. And I know that you did a lot of research on how fast the population has been growing and what will happen as a result of that. So Right. Yeah, back in the 1800s, there were less than a billion people. All of this is coming from our world in data.org. In 2018 now, we have 7 billion people, and that's estimated by the United Nations. So our doubling rate, the amount of time that it takes for the human population to go from the current number of people it has to twice as many, that happened multiple times over long periods of time because it took 200 years for us to go from 1 billion to 7 billion. We doubled one to th- two to four to eight, and then up, well, we haven't hit eight yet. Okay. The fastest that we were doubling was in the year 2000, and we were doubling our population. We grew from 2.5 billion people to 5 billion people in 37 years. Wow. It slowed down a little bit, but it's still significantly higher. It's not taking hundreds of years for us to double. Sure. It's just happening really fast. So, I mean, with that same 50-year doubling, it would mean that by... 2200, we have 100 billion people on this planet. Right. So that's obviously if we maintain the rate that we've had for the last 200 years, which who knows if that will continue to happen. But if it does, I think obviously we're going to have to change the way that we think about cities and how we structure them. Like there's no way that we can continue doing what we're doing with that many people on this planet, and that I know for sure. We just don't have the space for it or the resources at the rate that we're currently consuming them. Which leads me to this. Is it unethical to deplete a resource faster than we can regenerate it? It's definitely something that we can consider, and it's really only a technical problem. Like, we can mathematically figure out how much resources a person is consuming. Compared to the the amount that we have in total on the Earth. Right. That are at least readily available for us to to use. Right, like, that's one of the things with tracking is we can see where all the food is currently being produced and then where it ends up being sold. And it would be a completely different story if every single material that we used we recycled because then as each person is born, then we know the amount of materials that we need to add to the, like, the total, right? If you know how much everybody's using and you already have all of that allocated to everyone and continue to recycle it, you no longer need any more re- like new resources until there's new people to like, require resources, mm. right? This or sounds, people need more resources. This sounds very communist. But I feel like it just combines the elements of like everybody having this amount of goods, sure. but rather than making it government enforced, just trying to be prepared. Rather than making right. it a mandated thing, 
just trying to be proactive about thinking. Yeah, and I mean, it's not necessarily to say that I think people should not be able to have things. More so, what I think I'm trying to get at is the fact that we know with 100% certainty that there is a limit on every single chemical material that we have on this planet. And so, who would willingly continue to take away from that resource more than it was going to give us back to the point where people in the future would not be able to have it? Right. I think it's going to be really cool when we talk about urban spaces and green spaces. Yeah. How we accommodate so many people and also accommodate the nature that's needed to keep sure. this planet producing resources. I agree. And so... That's actually going to be our next episode, and as always, ask us anything in any direction, whatever you're curious about. We are open to talking about anything. Um, we've got 10 awesome episodes worked out for you guys talking about some of the more important issues in the world, but we're incredibly excited to learn more with you guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> cool. I mean... I'm down to re-up on coffee. Yep. Can we get a series go for another round? Another episode? 36.